1: Not sure how it came about, but I started to notice that uh, I had some pretty severe ringing in my right ear. And uh, at that point, I wasn't sure what I needed to do. Got on YouTube, searching the Internet, trying to find out what the options were. Went to the uh, doctor. Of course, they indicated to me there wasn't really anything you could do to just live with it. And it was bad enough where I could feel the anxiety welling up in me just because... During the morning times and evening times, it was bad and it was affecting the way I was doing work and family life and all kinds of things. And so I eventually stumbled onto Travel Health and some of their podcasts and what their approach was that um, they had some options to learn about how you could go ahead and uh, do some different therapies, be mindful about certain things in your life that could make it worse or better. And I reached out to them about. Uh, first part of this year and spent some time with Dr. Ramsey Poindexter uh, on a bi-weekly basis. He taught me all kinds of options, uh, things that uh, matter as far as what makes it worse, what makes it better. And really in general, just to know that there's some process out there that once you learn um, over time, that it makes it better. Um, and just knowing that you have an option, I think was absolutely huge for me. I was very anxious first of the year. It was, it was not good.
0: This is a short interruption from today's video to announce the tinnitus quiz. If you're watching this video, there's a good chance that you or someone, you know, has tinnitus. We know how much tinnitus can impact your daily life and we're here to help. Visit tinnitusquiz.com and take a two-minute quiz to receive personalized treatment plans that have helped hundreds of people learn to manage their tinnitus. Start now at tinnitusquiz.com. Let's talk about those initial tools or those initial resources that you used. What helped you at the beginning, Robert?
1: I think the uh, the initial thing was finding the different sound therapies. Uh, it seemed like I would get on and I would uh, play, you know, a number of different sound therapies that some worked, some didn't. Uh, I spent a lot of time kind of searching for that sound therapy that was calming for me and seemed to settle down the tinnitus a little bit, but always having the ability to have some sound therapy available. And I would say by far, the biggest thing that I would say, if it was just one thing I could point to is... I got some high quality hearing aids uh, so I could stream the sound therapy whenever my tinnitus was bad noise machine that I have by my bed the headband so the bottom line is I had the ability to, to create noise or sound therapy at any time whether I was in in bed or you know if I was taking phone calls or whatever I had the ability to do that and I would say that would by far has been the biggest help settling the tinnitus down over the last eight months is knowing that i've got a handful of options that i can always have some sound therapy going and that's made a huge difference
0: and how does the sound actually help you does it help with concentration attention does it help in the short term do you think it helped in the long term to improve your tinnitus levels 50 percent? tell me more about how the sound actually helps
1: i think the pretty much all three i think the big thing is when you don't have the ability to play the sound therapy and it seems to you know to be better far as the 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 level of tinnitus seems to be less and know that you can control that which gives you the ability to concentrate much more and so i know that if for some reason i have a lack of sleep or i've got a lot of stress usually the following day my tinnitus is worse the noise level is louder and I know that that's kind of common. So I just gear up with the noise therapy and it's it's manageable. It's one of those deals where you learn how to kind of how your body is going to react to those things. And so I would say it's kind of all three of those, meaning that I I have the a, a better ability to concentrate. One of the first things I struggled with at first was having the noise therapy in my ear all the time but yet being able to concentrate on all the things around me and it's taken me a while to get used to that but now even though i have sound therapy playing in the background it really it's not a focus of mine it's there but it doesn't influence what i've got to do
0: and that's a good example of how the brain can learn to filter out neutral non-important sounds The very way it can do that with sound therapy is how we're trying to uh, retrain the brain to do it with tinnitus. You mentioned earlier that you dealt with some significant anxiety, asking questions like, what should I do? Tell me about what your previous doctors had told you regarding your tinnitus case, whether that be a primary care physician, an ENT doctor, or a local audiologist that you worked with?
1: Well, I went to the primary care doctor, and he sent me to an ENT. And basically, you know, they were like, hey, there's no cure for it. There really isn't anything you can do about it. You're just going to have to live with it. You might try some supplements. But there really was the disheartening thing for me was they There was no options given. I mean, it was that was one of the things that really got me fired up from an anxiety perspective is you go to the doctor, they say, hey, you know, there's no cure. There's not anything you can do about it. Uh, Learn to live with it. And that was a problem for me because it was loud enough that it was consuming everything I was thinking about.
0: When a doctor tells you, hey, this problem you're coming to me with that is really painful or irritating or bothersome, there's not nothing I can do for you. It naturally creates this fight or flight response, this anxiety response. Yep. And I wanna talk a bit about safety. So when the brain, when the body feels safe, then it's easy for the mind to settle down, it's easy for the body to settle down. Tinnitus is an alarm in some ways. And the fight or flight response is reacting to this alarm as if there was a serious auditory sound alarm in our environment or coming from within our body, but we can't run from something that's within us. So Mm -hmm. talk to me about what you learned in terms of how to show yourself or how to be in a state where you actually can feel some degree of safety and in control and how that Evolved over time.
1: That was another biggie for me and working with Dr. Ramsey, you know, she was indicating all the different steps I could take to calm my nervous system, primarily, you know, deal with uh, reduced stress in your life, do a lot of breathing uh, exercises, which I did every night, I really took that to heart. And at first, it didn't seem to matter much. I, I had to do that over a little bit of time, let's say about a month. And then it really started to where I could, if I knew I had a stressful day or I didn't get as much sleep as I needed to, and I knew my tinnitus was going to be a little bit worse than, than it had been, I had kind of a game plan on where I would kind of start to dial down in the evenings you know, um, take hot showers or baths, do my breathing exercises, really be mindful about taking the time out to just kind of decompress for a little bit. And I'm not that kind of guy. I go very hard all day for 12 to 14 to 16 hours a day. And I wasn't used to that. So that was something that was not easy for me to do. But I realized, that in order for this to get better i had to really mindfully take some steps things that i might have been a little bit uncomfortable about from a you know just stopping everything making sure you can kind of calm down don't put yourself in stressful situations which my whole life thought you know i've been in stressful situations for the most part and so it wasn't any big deal to me but what i didn't realize is what a huge difference it made in how my tinnitus was. If I could keep my stress level at a reasonable amount, I did my exercises to kind of decompress. It really started to matter. And that's really when the light came on for me to say, you know what, I can make this better. It's not going to go away, but it's manageable. And it's one of those deals where, at least I have a game plan. I know if it's going to be a little bit worse, I've got the tools to deal with it. And that's absolutely huge for me.
0: What were those moments that were your first breakthroughs or your first glimpse into, OK, I can get relief from, from this symptom, from this sound? Tell us more about when you saw the hope there.
1: You know, I, I think it was almost a lack of noticing it was there was probably like, you know, you're busy, you're going along, and all of a sudden you're going, wow, I don't have this noise in my right ear that that's consuming me. And so, you know, it was one of those deals where, gee, I didn't want to think about it because I didn't want to bring attention to it, so to speak. But I would say, you know, once I was really using the the sound therapy on a consistent basis for many hours a day, I was doing my, you know, stress reduction exercises, that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, I started to notice that, hey, I'm not noticing my tinnitus. And that's kind of when it all started to come together going, okay, all of this hard work that I've done is actually paying off.
0: Hmm. And where you are today, what advice would you have for others who are perhaps three months, six months, 12 months into managing their Maybe they haven't tried professional help, or they're just learning about some options. What would be your advice to those individuals?
1: Well, I would say that you know it's it's not a, it's not a quick fix. You're going to have to put some work into it. There's no doubt about that. But you can get better, um, meaning that you can live with it, and it's not going to consume every thought. You'll have the tools to be able to make it better to where it, it, it's not a, it's something that will generate a lot of anxiety in you. I think that's the big thing for me is I don't feel like ah, I'm going to, you know, just want to run away and, and not deal with it anymore. I've got the tools to do that. But I would tell you that, you know, follow the process, certainly look up. One of the things that I will tell you, uh, when I talked to a couple of your folks before I even started to meet uh, biweekly with Dr. Ramsey, and they were very good, gave me a lot of great insight. They had no pressure whatsoever. And what I will tell you is initially, I wasn't sure kind of where this was going to go, but it was certainly an investment in my mental health more than anything else. Talking to somebody that's kind of been there, done that, getting the tools that you you have to apply. Again, this is not a quick fix, but if you do it, there's no doubt in my mind now that it, it will be better. If you put in the work and we
0: hope that this inspires others to remind them that there's hope and there are professionals who do focus on tinnitus treatment, like our team at tribal health, folks who, who know that although it's rare for tinnitus to completely go to zero, that a 50% reduction, like we saw in your case, Robert would be something surely worth our time and energy. And those marginal improvements, even though they're not completely to zero can be life changing. Oh, Robert, I'll agree. give you the last. I'll give you the last words to our community here at Tribal Health, who are watching and listening to your story and learning from your experience. Any last words here?
1: I think one of the biggest things I would say, Dr. Ben, would be, you know, if you're early on in your journey and your anxiety level is very high, you're not sure that you can do this, uh, you don't know where to turn. There's resources out there. Um, to help you along the way and don't let anybody tell you that you can't make a difference. You can. Follow the process, trust the people that that deal with this every day and over time it will get better.
0: Thank you so much Robert. And just a little extra bonus question. Tell us about your life and what you're excited about here in the next few months to come. Perhaps some things that maybe in a world where you were dominated by tinnitus, it was hard to imagine enjoying these things. What kinds of uh, things are you enjoying in your rest, relaxation, in your leisure these days?
1: I would say probably the one of the biggest things that I am so thankful for is in the you know, first thing in the morning and in the evenings is typically when my tinnitus was the worst. And what was happening is I didn't want to deal with anybody. I didn't want to, um, you know, correspond with my wife. I did. I just didn't want to be around people. And because I just I couldn't handle it. And um, so I would say being more social. Usually it's one of those deals where, you know, that's just not like me. And uh, so getting my social life back has probably been one of the best things that have come out of this in this last year. And the other thing is that absolute feeling of not knowing what to do, being able to not have to worry about that. I've got the tools in my toolbox at this point, I've got the different devices that I use. And I know kind of now at this point, a year down the road, which one of those work, when, what situations I, I need to, to to use those tools in. And at this point, it's just managing the tinnitus. And that's really what it's all about. It, it's, it's a learning process. You can do this. It's one of those deals where a year ago, if you would have recorded this conversation, it would have been a complete different person you had been talked to.
0: Thank you so much, Robert, for sharing your story. And we'll speak with you soon.
1: Thank you so much.